Welcome to this Peer Voice activity. To access the entire activity, including supporting material, go to www.peervoice.com forward slash JHP. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Advanced Accelerator Applications, a Novartis company. Hello, this is Ken Hermann. I'm a chair and director of the Department of Nuclear Medicine in the Essen University Hospital in Germany. Today, we will be covering updates on new data and clinic advances on radiopharmaceutical management of men with metastatic castration system prostate cancer presented during the recent congresses of ENM and ESMO. My presentation is divided into three parts. First, I want to cover some background information with you. Then I'm going to highlight the most recent data shown at ENM and ESMO with a focus on PSME for an NZP. And in the third part, I'm going to discuss the outlook of PSMA reliant therapy also beyond PSMA4 and NSRP. Prostate cancer is a high-incidence male cancer, which goes along still with a significant mortality. More than the last 60 years have been dominated by castration therapy, representing the hallmark of therapy in metastatic prostate cancer. Despite the recent success of targeted therapies, such as PARP inhibitors, in ARPIs, there's a need for new treatment options. The recent introduction of targeted therapy against the prostate-specific membrane antigen, so-called PSMA-directed diagnostics, represents a very exciting new mechanism of action. At the recent ESMO Congress in Madrid, there were two studies presented, PSMA-4 study and NSRP both talking about the use of PSMA-reliant therapy. PSMA-4 was presented by Oliver Sator, who was also the first author of the VISION trial which led to the approval of PSMA-targeted ray-ligand therapy using lutetium-177. The PSMA-4 study actually tries to investigate PSMA-ligand therapy in an earlier line, in this case, in patients with metastatic castration-resistant prostate cancer who are chemotherapy-naive. Indeed, patients received as a first line of treatment MCRPC and ARPI, and once they showed progression, Patients underwent a PSMA PET. The PSMA met inclusion criteria were the same as used for the vision study and were then randomized one to one in either a second line of ARPI, so called ARPI switch, or in up to six cycles of PSMA radioligand therapy. The primary endpoint of the study was RPFS. More than 460 patients were included and randomized. It's important to mention that crossover was allowed and the crossover rate was surprisingly high with 84%. And I'm going to discuss this topic of crossover at a later stage again. The primary endpoint of RPFS was successfully reached with a medium RPFS of 12 months for the PSMA-reliant therapy group compared to 5.6 months for the ARPI switch group. The corresponding hazard ratio was 0.43. This is more than double the RPFS for the group of patients who received PSMA-reliant therapy. In all subgroup analysis, there was significant difference in almost all subgroups. I want to quickly highlight, for example, complete remission was 21% for the PSMA arm compared to only 3% for the ARPI switch arm. If we talk about PSA 50 response, the rate was 58% for the PSMA reliant therapy arm compared to 20% in the ARPI switch arm. Now I need to unfortunately add some water into the wine because the secondary endpoint of overall survival difference was not met. Indeed, the median overall survival was 19.6 months for the ARPI switch arm compared to 19.3 months for the PSMA reliant therapy arm. The reasons are multiple. One of them obviously is a high rate of 84% crossover, but also potentially the OS has not matured yet. When we talk about PSMA reliant therapy, it's also important always to talk about Toxicity profiles, and this is very interesting because the toxicity profile 
in this particular PSMA4 study was in favor for the PSMA ray-ligand therapy compared to ARPI switch. As an example, grade 3 photoxicities were 34% for the PSMA ray-ligand therapy arm compared to 43% for the ARPI switch arm. If we look at serious adverse events, the rates were 20% for PSMA and 28% for the ARPI switch arm. Also important to mention, anemia, a typical side effect for reliant therapy here in this case, was actually the same in both groups. Second exciting study is the NSRP study. NSRP is a prospective phase two study in IIT presented with Louis Emmett as lead author on behalf of the very exciting NSOP consortium. What they did is to talk about MCRPC patients who were at this time chemotherapy naive in the MCRPC situation, and they were then randomized into either enzalutamide versus enzalutamide plus PSMA reliance therapy. The rationale for combining ENSA plus PSMA reliance therapy is a so-called clonal adjustment theory, which suggests that enzalutamide increases the PSMA expression, potentially improving the outcome of patients undergoing PSMA reliance therapy in MCRPC. Patients were pre-selected. Patients must have had at least two ENSA progression risk factors. They also underwent a PSMA PET. The PSMA inclusion criteria were a little bit more stringent. They had at least an SUV mix of greater 15 in one lesion and an SUV mix of greater than 10 in all large lesions. Primary endpoint of the study was PSA-PFS. This endpoint was met. The median PSA-PFS was 13 months for the combination arm versus 7.8 months for the ENSA alone arm. The hazard ratio was again 0.43, same hazard ratio as for the PSMA4 study. When we look at RPFS, was 16 months for the combination arm compared to 12 months for the ENSA arm alone. If we look at PSA responses, a decrease of 50% was achieved in 93% of patients with the combination versus 68% for patients who received ENSA alone. If we look at a PSA decrease of 90% or greater, the likelihood to achieve this was 78%, so very high, in the ENSA P arm compared to 37% for ENSA alone. If you look at toxicity, we have to admit there was a higher rate of Grade 3 and 4 toxicities for the combination arm, 10% versus 4% for ENSA alone. And the dominant drivers of this were actually anemia and thrombocytopenia. In the last few minutes, I want to dare a little outlook regarding how we position PSMA-RLT in the future. For example, lutectomy data shown at ENM where lutetium PSMA therapy was used prior to surgery, or the bullseye study where PSMA-reliant therapy was used in patients with oligometastatic disease. Also very exciting combination treatment. NSAP is one way, other combinations with immunotherapy are also very exciting. Or the introduction of neuronoclides, for example, data shown at ENM with actinium, so-called action study, but there's also lead coming. Overall, I think one of the most important things is that the field gets ready, especially my colleagues from nuclear medicine. We need to be more like oncologists, so there's a need to oncologize nuclear medicine. I think it's great that PSMA reliance therapy is now approved by EMA and FDA. We see a clear trend of moving PSMA reliant therapy to earlier lines. PSMA4 pre chemo, I think, is very promising data. We expect FDA submission early 2024 with a more mature overall survival. In other countries, like for example Germany, might need to go head ahead for PSMA reliant therapy with chemotherapy, potentially other primary endpoints, such for example quality of life. It's also important to mention that there's a certain conundrum. If the regulators expect crossover in the studies, then it's also very likely this will affect the overall survival difference. So I think this is something we will have to closely follow in the future. Very interesting, very solid data. I was personally very happy with the data, not only because of the more than two times longer 
RPFS, but also for the beneficial toxicity profile. NZRP is a very exciting study because it really confirms the hypothesis that the enzotermide increases PSMA expression, and this potentially really helps the efficacy of PSMA reliance therapy. I really hope that the phase three is coming soon. Overall, I think the data shows that PSMA diagnostics is here to stay. We will see PSMA reliance therapy to move to earlier lines. Thank you very much for your attention. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.